Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back, and now your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Altman. Welcome back to the Conservative Daily Podcast, second hour. We're going to be coming at you with an interview just shortly, just trying to work out some audio-video problems, um, some technical difficulties. Those are kind of what happens sometimes when you try and do an interview in the second hour. But it happens. Josh is working the problem. Uh, interview this this hour is going to be with Peggy Hall. Joe, do you want to talk a little bit about her? I, you have more information? Did you get the CV yet or no? Um, yeah, well, her, her she focuses on things like medical freedom. Uh, I, th- I thought you had yeah, met her at the, the uh, conference. I, I, did, I did meet her at the conference, but I, I didn't even have it on my calendar that she was coming in today, but I'm pretty excited that she's here. So, I, I, I mean, do you want me to read about her right now? She's a former director of uh, teacher education at the University of California, Irvine, has been an educator for 30-plus years. Um, so she's been working on medical freedom for many, many, many years. Um, she was also on the Health and Freedom Tour um, and has been just a, a just fearless leader of, you know, standing against the medical, t- I'll call it medical tyranny. I'll call it the, the first thing that we're up against right now is, has a lot more to do with the fact that you should have a choice and that you should have um, informed consent before they inject anything into your body. So uh, she also works in well, television. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm hearing from Josh that we should be ready all to go. set. So why don't we, uh, right. why don't we, why don't we launch it and we welcome to the show, Miss Peggy Hall. Peggy, Hall. Peggy welcome. Oh, oh, you're, mu- you're muted. Gone. You're muted. Hold on, we got you. Uh oh. All right, we're good. I hey, can hear you fine. All right, awesome. I can hear you now. So, Joe read a little bit of uh, your resume just now. What we usually do when we bring people on, we give them an opportunity, um, 30 seconds, a minute, just to tell everyone who you are, what you're all about, and what you're passionate about. So, I'll hand it over to you. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I started The Healthy American right when all this hogwash started. It started in California, where I live, back in March. It was the first state to be shut down. We're still shut down. Everybody likes to wear the muzzle and are lining up to get the poison shot. They just can't get enough of it. I'm like one of the lone voices here in California. Actually, there are wonderful Californians. We are never leaving. And I provide all of the education I have hours and hours of research on the website, educational videos, resources, documents, religious exemption letters, um, help for people that had to ha- uh, that were dealing with their businesses shut down. And that is all at thehealthyamerican.org. So I help businesses stay open. I help uh, employees avoid the poison needle. I help parents get their kids out of the government schools where it's a very dangerous place to be. So I'm all about the law and helping people understand the their rights and the laws that protect those rights and how to fight for those rights. Well, it's, it's interesting you talk about the rights and, and um, being able to fight for those rights, but one of the things that we've been talking about on the show is the fact that they, they don't care anymore that you have rights. They, they, they constantly are doing things that, you know, businesses have become the new kind of subversion of the Constitution, because then they have businesses that force this on people, right? And then it's not yeah. the government doing it. And so now that the, because the businesses are doing it, you can't have a job, they're, they're using that, that, that economic pressure in order to get people to take the jab, right? And this isn't the only problem we have. We have in our schools, we have young kids that are being given the, the vaccine when the, the recovery rate for someone under the age of 18 right now, if they don't have, you know, several comorbidities, 
is 100%, right? So we- And even if it was different, even if 100% of the people died, there is no government authority that can require you to take any medical treatment that you don't want to. So right. I actually don't talk about the science or the medicine because it weakens the argument. And the argument isn't that COVID doesn't exist, it doesn't. The argument isn't that, you know, people get colds and flu all the time. They right. do. The argument is that it doesn't matter. You cannot legislate illness. You cannot make it illegal to be sick. You cannot make it legal for somebody to have to take a drug or medicine. That would be like requiring every uh, college student to have a hysterectomy as a condition yeah. of going to college. Every male student. Yeah to have a vasectomy because world population is a health crisis. Listen, friends, yeah. it's never going to end unless you end it. And I don't want to die. I don't want to paint a dire picture because we're having hundreds, if not thousands of success stories of people fighting against the schools, fighting against their employers, and the law is on their side. Now, the businesses are not above the law. And every business that refuses you service because you're not unvaccinated or you're, uh, restricting your breathing, that's no different than not letting you in because you have a broken leg or not letting you in because you're 16 and you might be a shoplifter or, 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 or. So the tide is actually on we the people's side. When people stand up and they stop complying out of convenience, I have no tolerance for anyone who goes along with it. There is no reason, there's no such thing to say they made me or I had to period. How is it that I've lived in the most shut down state in the United States and I've never covered my face? I've never had any invasive, uh, untested hogwash and I'm never going to. So if I can do it in California, anybody yeah. can do it where they are. Well, yeah, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm sure you both saw this yesterday. We've put up my screen. The DOJ came out and announced that after conferring with all of their attorneys, They've decided that it's not a violation of federal law for businesses, um, agents, government agencies to mandate COVID vaccines. Um, so that's not the government requiring it, but it, it might as well be because when the CDC says something, Walmart about, doesn't about face, right? Target, all these major retailers, all the major businesses all say, oh, we're going to follow the CDC. So it might as well be a, a government decree. You said something interesting, and we can go ahead and take this down. Um, and I, I want to ask you about it because obviously I completely agree that the government can't force you to get something, get, to get vaccinated. But on the issue of like as a condition of employment, obviously if, if there are state laws to the effect that would protect you, would make you a protected class, then obviously you'd be protected under state class, those state laws. But how is a, this is, this is where I've kind of diverged with it. If, if, if a business wants to force people to wear a mask, how is that different than the business saying no shirt, no shoes, no service? They're basically compelling you if you want to enter their business, you have to follow a certain dress code. Um, how is that any different than 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 those dress code regulations? Shoes and shirts are not a medical device. A mask is a medical device. It is classified by the FDA as a class two medical device and only mm -hmm. a licensed medical doctor can require you, or actually no doctor can require you to do anything, only a court can order you to do something. So until a court has an order ordering me to put something on my face, and I will appeal that order, no business has any authority whatsoever to tell you to uh, participate in a medical treatment. A mask is a medical device, an untested well, I mean, we, medical device. Yeah, it is I, the I emergency. 
use authorization. So no, a store has no authority. That would be like telling you you can't come in because you have a broken leg. It's well, illegal. It, it, so if a store says we don't want people to come in barefoot because we don't want them to spread foot fungus, which is a legitimate thing. People don't want people walking around barefoot because it's unsanitary. Um, how is that not akin to saying that we want you to wear a mask. It, it, it might not be a medical device in that, in that sense, but a store- Here's your answer. It's not a medical device. So putting, if someone says put on a pair of shoes, they're not giving you medical mm -hmm. advice. They're not practicing medicine. If they tell you to put on a mask, they are practicing mm -hmm. medicine without a license. And that is against the law. I wanna backtrack to the DOJ. The DOJ does not make law. The DOJ is not a lawmaking body. The Department of Justice is in the executive branch of government. The Department of Justice is no different than the DMV, all right? It's, a, it's an executive branch of government. Mm -hmm. It is not a lawmaking body. Their statement is not only wrong, their interpretation of the law, which they twisted, it's a 27 or 38 page document, which I read with a fine tooth comb. They're twisting the language of the law. So not only are they wrong, that document and their statement is useless and it has no enforcement of law. It is like sending somebody a menu for Chinese food. It has zero impact on anything. So everybody hear that loud and clear. The DOJ does not make law. That statement is not enforceable. It's false, it's fake, and it's useless. That's the good news. Now you have yeah, to you, educate you, your employer because the yeah. employers are quite ignorant on mm -hmm. all of this. And the employers, yeah they're not so ignorant as they are greedy because they are all getting millions of dollars from the American Rescue Plan. So anyone who has an employer that's saying to you, uh, you have to get this jab, you're going to ask them, I want to see how much money you're getting from the government in order for you to tell me this, because it's fraud. Fraud is misrepresenting information for gain. And they're taking money from the government by agreeing to all of these measures of the re-education for people who don't want to get the jab. They have to sit through classes about why the vaccine is so good for you and they're getting money. And it doesn't matter what the DOJ says because we have Title VII of the U.S. Civil Rights Act and Title VII of the U.S. It's a federal law. It doesn't matter what the state says. It's a federal law that prohibits discrimination on the job. So forget all the headlines about masks, about vaccines are mandated. Everyone can apply for an exemption. I don't recommend the medical exemption. I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not a doctor, it doesn't work. Uh, they get scrutinized, no doctors wanna write it. You can have a religious exemption or an exemption for your sincerely held ethical or moral beliefs. So if you believe sincerely that your way of life depends on not poisoning your body, you submit an exemption. They are required by law to accommodate it. The reasonable, only way they a reasonable accommodation. It and it's, it's beyond a reasonable accommodation because the employer has to prove, the burden of proof is on the employer, that it is more than the loss as a de minimis burden. So even if there is a burden, that is not, those are not grounds to refuse the, med the uh, uh, exemption. For example, if I say, I don't, you know, I want to go teach and I'm not going to get the vaccine, what are you going to do for my accommodation? Now, if I asked them for my, for a new door to be built, 
just for me to enter and exit. And if I asked for a chauffeur to drive me from home to school so I wouldn't be, you know, in, in the public uh, realm, and if I asked for a special air filtration system and special meals delivered, uh, that is an unreasonable request. If I say I'm just going to show up, everybody else is vaccinated, I'm not, let's live, let's get on with life. There's no burden to the employer. The employer has to prove that the person is a direct threat. That's another uh, phrase mm -hmm. of legal language. A direct threat cannot be a generalization. It cannot be uh, just because you're not vaccinated, you're going to make us sick. It's illegal to say somebody has a disease when they don't. I could just go on and on with the laws. I've got well, dozens of I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but like a, a reasonable accommodation in the case of that Houston hospital that fired all of their nurses uh, and, and doctors who refused it. If, if you work in a emergency room, right, what is a reasonable accommodation if the hospital determines that that they don't want anyone to work in in, a, in an emergency room that's unvaccinated, right? If, if that's yeah. your job, emergency room nurse, I'm just curious. That's the whole problem. Because, you didn't read yeah. the lawsuit. They never sought an exemption. That's the whole problem. They did not yeah. seek an exemption. They just said, you can't make me. The law allows for a certain way to handle these situations. That was all a bunch of headline grabbing nonsense. The attorneys did not argue the correct claim. It was a bunch of hogwash. It probably that attorney is pro vaccine and flubbed the case so it would get the headlines or they got paid off. Read the lawsuit as I did the loss and I have a video about it yeah. on my YouTube channel. The lawsuit did not say that their exemptions were denied. Mm -hmm. they, they argued the wrong case. They said that they were terminated illegally and according to uh, Texas law, they were terminated correctly, but they never sought an exemption. They okay, didn't do so, it correctly. So slow down do for a minute, stop. Because people are listening <laughs> right now. They're listening right now. And the interesting part about what you said, and I've heard you say this before and I've watched your videos online, is that you have to follow the process. If you follow the process, then you have, then you can hold them accountable. Then there are consequences for them firing you. So everyone out there that says, listen, I, I don't want to take the jab. I want to go to work and tell them I don't want to take the jab. What Peggy is saying right now is you have to apply for the exemption and then you can tell them I'm not taking the jab. Right? Based on that exemption. Peggy, is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what the law allows. Okay. Yeah. So, the, you've heard of the EEOC. That's the Equal yeah. Employment Opportunity Commission. That is the federal agency that has the responsibility and the authority to uphold Title VII, which says that no one may be discriminated against in the workplace based on their religion and other characteristics. But I'm going to talk about religious persecution. Every state except Texas, interestingly, and there might be one other state. Every state has their own civil rights agency, and anyone who is being discriminated against by their employer needs to make a formal complaint with their state's civil rights agency. It's usually called the Department of Employment and Housing, something like that. They can make a complaint with OSHA because their employer is um, instituting an unsafe workplace, and they can make a complaint with the EEOC because that is the federal agency that upholds and investigates charges of discrimination at the workplace. This is a civil rights law 
Title VII, anyone who is being pressured by their employer who says, no, no, it's, uh, it's not approved, they have to make an appeal and they have to tell their employer, and you don't do it in writing. I mean, you don't, you don't speak, it's all done in writing. And you say to them, show me the court order that requires me to wear a mask or get a test if I'm not vaccinated. There is no court order. The only reason the companies are going along with it is because people are either uninformed or they're afraid uh, or they don't care. Well, well, okay. So uh, by the way, I just went onto your, took a, a page out of your website. I went to the documents page and at the very bottom, there's all the documents that you're talking about. And there's videos that are above it. So everyone's listening. There's videos above it that'll tell you how to, sh- how to shop without a mask. The fact they can't ask you to wear a mask uh, in a business. The fact that businesses are not above the law. And then it gets into at the bottom, the letters to business owners, how you can actually use the uh, civil rights protection and direct that definitions. There's a card on that as well. Uh, sample lawsuits, farm mar- farmer's market letters, transportation letter, yeah, ex- religious exemption badge and packet. There's a ton of stuff that's on this page. And you can go to that page and actually get that information there as well. The, pr- the problem is, though, and I, I understand where you're coming from with, with Title VII. It, it's an interesting take on it. Personally, I would think that like the, the protection in law to make sure that businesses have like a handicap ramp where you can like be a, like, I, can't, I physically can't get in the building, right? You, you put 30 stairs up and I'm, I'm an employee and I'm, I'm in a wheelchair. I, I don't know if I personally buy it, but it's an interesting argument. The challenge is OSHA is under the Department of Labor, which is under the Barack Obama administration and prosecutions of their in violation of federal law would be prosecuted by U.S. attorneys who are under the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice just released guidance saying that businesses are allowed to do this. So right. you fight this in would your you own go through se- state. You fight it you in your own state. Okay. There's, a state. There's a state, OSHA. And it doesn't matter if you win. I, I, what matters is that you're taking the action and that you're holding them accountable to the law. And if everybody, all of your fellow employees showed up without wearing a mask because they weren't vaccinated, if they refused to fill out that form, and I believe that's probably the end game. They actually don't want employees anymore. They actually want to push people out. They want to close the hospitals. They want to make it an emergency so that the government takes over everything. So at a certain point, there are no public, there are no privately held businesses. These privately held businesses, the doctors, the dentists, the, um, you know, nail salon, the, the pet groomer, the veterinarian, they don't even realize that they're digging their own grave because after a while, they will not have any employees who are going to go along with this. They're going to close. It will be a, it, as the government, they already basically are government um, owned businesses now because they're getting all of those millions of dollars from the government. Next will come that they've had three of these rescue plans. The next rescue plan, mark my words, is going to come with a little caveat that says, we're going to double the amount of money with, and we're going to go into business with you. And we're going to be 51%. You're going to be 49%. The end goal is no private business, period. So yeah, they want to get rid of all these employees. They want to make it so hard that before you know it, you, you've got people who are just working for the government. So, so I, I agree with you that they're pushing towards and getting involved in private enterprise and they're mimicking and competing against private enterprise in lots of different ways without any accountability and taking away opportunities from 
people. And, and I, I believe that because I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I, I'm in lots of different businesses. I've, I've had lots of different businesses and I've had to compete against government entities for that have unlimited pockets in, in multiple industries. But I think that one of the things that you said is that they want to be a 51, 49% partner. I got to tell you, I think it's actually more sinister than that. I think, I think they do want to get rid of private enterprise. I think they want to have big businesses and then they want to have cart people around in the streets of, of, of communities. But I, I think they just want to, they want to kill as many people as they possibly can. And I know I just said that out loud, but in 2009, you had the World Health Organization, you had CDC, you had other organizations, health organizations from different countries that came together and said that they, we had to reduce the population of the country by 2030 by nearly 60%. We're nine years away. We now have this thing that's you know looming over us. It's not a health crisis, but we see the other crises that are becoming out of it. We're seeing a shortage of food. We're seeing a shortage of, of computer chips. We're seeing supply chains in every area that are being um, interrupted. Um, I, I don't know if you follow the same logic as what I'm about to say, but I believe that the ultimate goal is to just kill people and that this is the best way to do it. You know, so it's uh, I know that that sounds horrifying, but the, the proof is in what they've been what they've been doing um, over the last couple of years to prepare for where we are right now in a very short period of time. So I don't how do you get rid of small businesses? Well, I think you, I think you have to kill off the American spirit and you have to start you have to start there. So the craziness of it. Have you seen that study, by the way, 2009? Everybody got together. And said, kill 60% of our. Well, our, uh, getting rid of God's greatest creation has been the goal of the enemy from day one. <laughs> so we're still fighting the battle. And it is a spiritual battle. It is, it yeah. is a, definitely, they want to exterminate humanity. But they need some because they can't, the parasites can't kill the host. So I'm actually quite optimistic. I think there's going to be a resurgence. I think there's going to be a return to the heydays of the 80s where things are going to loosen up. Travel will be back. People are going to be spending money. The economy is going to soar. That will probably last for a few years so they can fatten the calf before they clamp down again. So during that time, I want everybody to be prepared. I want them to start finding their own uh, freedom living communities. I want them to connect with others, learn how to grow food, how to fix things, how to repair things, get the kids out of school, start creating your own homesteading, your own source of food, of water, because that's what, what will be next, your own source of fuel. This, you know, COVID stuff, they, they've taken it as far as they can. It's, it's like the last gasp. Um, it's like think the of Tide Pod challenge. Going twice, you know, they're, they're now they're like on that on that last uh, gasp where they're literally coming door to door, knock, you know, with, with syringes trying to get people. It, they've taken it as far as they can, all these variants and all that. Nobody's falling for it. So they'll let that fizzle out. They'll say, oh, good news. 99% of the population is vaccinated and COVID's like the common cold. They're already planting that story in the media. They've been planting that story in the media for many months that COVID is going to always be around like the common cold. So they're going to back away from that and they'll come out with something more pervasive, more widespread, because so many of us stood up and they can't, they literally, 
Evil is so stupid it didn't realize that we were going to know the law and fight against it. So they'll do something like turn off the electricity for everybody. Now that affects everybody, mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine. Or they'll uh, jack up the prices of fuel so that it will be $100 a gallon. Or you'll have to pay a tax if you drive more than 100 miles a week. So that will be widespread where no one can get away from it. We all, you know, many, many people did not go along with all this hogwash and it foiled their plans. So they'll do something like, you know, the water will only be available Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, it, mark my words, it's going to be widespread control and we'll see how people like that. Well, well speaking that, of widespread control, I want to get your take on this. I, every now and then I watch MSNBC just to see what the other side's talking about. And this was a clip of Bill de Blasio saying that the voluntary phase of vaccinations is over. I want to get your take on this. Let's play this cut, Mr. Producer, cut number eight. Years old and up. And look, I'm a parent. My kids went to New York City public schools. If my kids were going to school in September, I would be running to get them vaccinated right now. And and like was said a moment ago, you know, we used to do this as parents all the time for a variety of vaccinations. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. Yeah, come we shake tried people. voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn. Incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time. So when you, wow. when you hear that, he, he obviously, he talked about the shaking, which we, if we want to talk about criminal acts, that is assault, battery, to just shake someone like that. Um, when you hear him say that, that the, the optional phase is over, voluntary phase is over, and you start, obviously, that if the voluntary phase is over, that means we've entered into a mandatory phase. And you, you, your brain starts going into all of the possibilities. Because something we've learned in the last year is leftists have no shortage of imaginations when it comes to using this pandemic to advance their own their own goals. Whether it, whether it be Second Amendment, close all the gun stores because of the virus, right? They, they have no shortage of imagination. When you hear that, where does your mind go in 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 thinking of, of what could be coming next? I actually think it's quite uh, comical. I'd be like, bring it on. The more they push, the more people are going to push back. I think that's it's it's actually very funny, and um, because people who are going to stand up are not going to do so um, politely. So I would say, as the expression goes, grab the popcorn. This is going to be an interesting show. I think I think it's actually hilarious. It's hilarious. It's a well, joke. It's a joke. It's a complete I, I, joke. I, I want to tell you that I, I own a gun store in range. We're one of the largest sellers of guns and ammo in the state of Colorado. And I know California doesn't have the ability to have those weapons. And I did. I took the approach you said. They called and said, you guys all need to wear a mask. And I was like, no, I don't. And they was like, we'll send the police. So the police came over and talked to me and said, hey, you guys all need to wear masks or we'll send in the health department. And I was like, well, then you're gonna have to send in the health department. So the health department called me and said, we're gonna fine you $15,000. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna pay it. Now get off my property. And so I went through this entire process and then the sheriff called me and said, Joe, they're gonna, they're, you know, they're, they're gonna come down on you. And I was like, listen, you gotta do what you have to do, but I live in a free country and I, I don't know of any other business that's guaranteed by the constitution, but we're definitely, we're like right after freedom of speech. 
like what we have. And, and he goes, okay, so you hang up the phone. The, the health department called me and said, we're going to send out the sheriff's office. I said, well, just so you know, I'm a gun store. So I, I have really nice guns. You might want to send the National Guard, and I probably still have nicer guns than them. And they said, is that a call to violence? I said, that is a call for me to say that I'm going to stand by the Constitution, and if you come to this place and try to shut us down, it will be by force. Never heard from them again. Never heard from that, them again. That's awesome. Now, why would the health department have anything to do with your business? Do you have a license by the health department? Mm, Are no. you serving food? No. No. Well, see, then there's no authority whatsoever. And well, there, they, there is no authority they, anyway, because we have this thing called the Constitution. Not, yeah, because most people do not stand up. That's how they've gotten away with it. Yeah. Um, we do have weapons in California. Well, little ones. I got big ones. <laughs> no, Barrett 50 big cal. Yeah. No, so, so when they banned the Barrett 50 cal, Barrett literally made the .499 caliber. <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, you could, you could get the same kind of gun there. Yeah, um, there's a lot of protests happening with gun manufacturers because you have to get them certified in California in order to sell them. And so a lot of the manufacturers, when they put out new, new guns, can't get them certified. So that's why they keep around these legacies like the Gen 3, Glock 19, things like that. Uh, because they, they don't Absolutely. want to go through the, the draconian cost, which they have to then pass on to people in California. And so the way people in California get around that is to buy them used. And so you have people that, have, that live in California that bought them somewhere else maybe and then go through like a pawn shop or, you know, some secondhand store and resell those guns um, at a premium to people in California. So there's, there's a loophole. but Yes, gun stores are doing a very good business in California. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I, uh, we 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 uh, we do sell some stuff to to guys in California as well. I gotta be careful about that. Uh, all illegal <laughs> stuff. I sell them all legal stuff. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, uh, l let me ask you. Let me ask you this. You you've been a fearless leader. You've stood up. You've tried to give people the tools that to, so that they can self advocate. Um, you've told people that they need to sue and they need to, you know, it doesn't matter if you win. It's the matter that you're putting yourself in the fight and if more people do it. So it's obvious you believe in the power and numbers uh, philosophy of us standing together and just fatiguing them with truth, right? Fatiguing them with your, your rights as an American. But how has that affected you? How have they attacked you in this? Um, and what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of adversity do you actually face um, for being in the fight and doing the things that you're doing? Well, my PayPal account was just frozen and Venmo told me they're not going to do business with me. Uh, Venmo at least is letting me get my money. PayPal is not. <laughs> well, PayPal has to give you money. You are going to sue them, correct? Well, they said they're going to hold it for 180 days and then use it to pay the fines for all of these unknown violations I've, I've done. It's very strange. Um, no, the main thing is... Um, you... Anybody that wants to go to my website, it says, warning, this is a dangerous website. Um, all my emails go to people's spam and trash. It gets blocked. People get unsubscribed from my newsletter without unsubscribing themselves. So it's all that like little weird, petty, fourth grade, you know, neener, neener, very childish and um, really stupid. Uh, you know, Facebook a live video used to get 29,000 views. Now it gets 2,900. And people are asking me, where's your lives? I don't see them. So that's shadow banning is basically what they do. You're still there. Like they have not taken down my, my um, email service, but they've basically crippled it, right? So 
I can yeah. just go along going, oh, it's great. My emails are going out and I don't realize nobody's hitting them, although I do realize it. So that's what they do. It's very um, childish and uh, bizarre Mr. because Producer, if, if I was not telling the truth and if I was, if my information was ineffective, why would they care? They cut the so tongue out of the person. More, yeah. It only cut, draws more attention. Yeah. So you're in luck. Let me tell you why you're in luck. Because I was a tech CEO, was being the optimal word, before I stood up for election integrity and got myself in the middle of a fight where they tried to kill me, but literally, quite literally. Um, so we built and are building a platform to replace PayPal. So it will launch in, I think, the next 45 days. Is Greg in there? Can Greg hear me or no? So tell, tell Greg that he's going to have to reach out to Peggy specifically on that. And we have our own email platform. So we have the ability to have a un, you, you cannot be canceled. You, you cannot awesome. be canceled on our platform because we own the technology. So we're not reselling anyone else's product. We own the technology. And I just spent a bazillion dollars building it out just so I could give the middle finger to everyone on the far left. Right. So that is incredible. That that's exactly what we need, Joe. Um, you know, the, uh, the email I had to get off of MailChimp because yeah. they sent an email saying, we're going to read your emails and we're going to stop anything that, and I heard people who lost all their subscribers. I got out of there soon. I'm on a different service, but the same thing, it's like that, my website, you know, that could go down any day. So what I want to do, I want to go back to the old paper newsletter. Remember where you would sign up and get a newsletter oh, yeah. in the mail? Yeah. I think I want to go back to that because it's something you look forward to. You can have it. You can read it. You can yeah. pass it on. And we just have to make sure that the USPS, well, I guess there will, there will get, we'll have to have the old Pony Express again. But my, my saying is there's always another way and I'm going to find it. There's always another way and you've got to find it and you've got to create it. So kudos to you. Yeah. Can't wait to hear all about that. Yeah. So unfortunately, and, and not, as as you kind of hinted, the USPS is actually spying on people now. They are. <laughs> so it's spying on America. They're spying on Americans too. <laughs> we used to send out badges, yeah. which I don't do anymore. You can just download them off the website. But always look at this. Return to sender. It's like no, it's her. Yeah. It's her address. Yeah. People would get them. It'd be open. The badges would be gone. Tons of problems with the USPS. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta so there is a way around it. We, we have. We, okay, if you can be quick, we do have to read an ad. Otherwise, go ahead. Read the ad. Read the ad. Okay. Ad. So, this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan, cover your entire household should you ever need to be airlifted for a medical emergency. It's not the kind of stuff that you think about, but you'd be surprised at how many people either have some kind of medical emergency when they're out and about in the wilderness, hiking, hunting, fishing. But you'd also be surprised how many people get airlifted from a car crash in, in the suburbs or when they're in a, in a city and they need to go from one hospital to another, very, very expensive. Your insurance likely won't cover it, but if you become an Airbag Care Network member, you won't have to pay one cent for that medical transportation flight. So you're gonna wanna go to the link in our, our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It starts at just $85 for one year, less if you're a senior citizen, and it works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. So I, I, I like to see, hypo I like hypocrisy. 
I like hypocrisy. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a tweet that the CDC put out two days ago. And it was, you're fully vaccinated two weeks after getting your last COVID-19 vaccine. Get vaccinated as soon as you can so you can get back to doing the things you love. One day later, they said, no, scratch that. If you're vaccinated or not, masks forever because it's possible that you could be vaccinated or have the antibodies naturally and still spread the virus. So they want everyone masked forever. I find it comical because it quite literally is a complete about face inside of 24 hours. And the tweet proves it. What was your take on that big uh, announcement yesterday? I feel like you do. I love the hypocrisy because it's so evident. It's so clear. And you know, it has nothing to do with the mass of vaccines or any of that. Um, the way they can control people's minds is through confusion. So when somebody says, oh yeah, there didn't you hear the CDC said there's 25 hours in a day. You're like, well, no, there's 24. No, no, they were calculating it wrong. There's actually 25 hours in the day and we have an extra hour. And people are like trying to figure it out and it hijacks the thinking mind. So the purpose of all of this confusion, you could fill in the blank. They could talk about hedgehogs or new refrigerators or um, the you know flower that has the most appealing aroma. It doesn't matter what the topic is. The way that yeah. you hijack a thinking mind is to confuse it, which is why they say, no, you put on a mask to protect me. It has nothing to do with any of that, as you know. It's the most illogical thing that your brain now is trying to figure that out. So it's not paying attention to what actually is going on. So I think it's hilarious. Uh, again, bring up the popcorn. Let's sit back and watch the show. It is yeah. hilarious. And confused. it backfires. It backfires. They're, ho they're hoping you're confused. They also hope that you won't read the case law because forcing people to wear masks is a very big violation of First Amendment rights. We are talking about it yesterday on the show. I mean, your freedom of expression, how do you have freedom of expression if people aren't allowed to see whether you're smiling or frowning, right? I mean, that, that's so fundamental to your, your free expression. But if the government wants to violate one of those basic rights, they're supposed to have to meet the strict scrutiny standard, which means that whatever regulation that they're going to use that violates your rights has to be narrowly tailored to meet a compelling government interest. And what the CDC said yesterday is that it might happen, it's possible. So a slight possibility is now being yeah. used to justify total masking, total violation. That doesn't seem narrowly tailored. And frankly, it doesn't even seem like they've even proven that it would meet a compelling government interest. I, so they're, they're yeah, hoping that me, you don't pay me, attention. Let me say that this idea of narrowly tailored and compelling interest, that's not in the Constitution. No. So that all is well, true. No, it, it, it's strict scrutiny. It's a different. It's the different levels of, of scrutiny that the Supreme Court has used, going back but centuries. It, but yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. And I and I and I want to caution people against relying on that because that is not a law. The only law we have to rely on is the Constitution, and there's nothing in there that says this narrowly tailored hogwash that was completely made up. And so I want people to understand that all clearly. things are made up. Because, all things because are made attorneys. Up are extremely <laughs> ignorant of the law and they will start they're the ones saying no shoes no shirt the business has the right oh the business has the right to to compel me to snort cocaine as a condition of entry 
A business can tell me that I have to punch granny in the face because they think it's funny before I can check out. No, a business cannot violate the law. I don't care that it's a private business. No business can violate the law. No one has the right to violate my constitutional rights, narrowly tailored or anything. None of that matters. Rights are something that cannot be taken from you. We have to pull back all of those layers of uh, Supreme Court hogwash and stand strictly on the law. Well, and then we'll all we'll, we'll be okay. I, I, I get what you're saying, but it, it, without strict scrutiny standards, I mean, those standards, intermediate, intermediate scrutiny, strict scrutiny, are in place to make sure that our most basic fundamental rights are not violated. So you get rid of the strict scrutiny standard, you get rid of that roadmap of, of how you interpret different things, the reason that exists is because courts were allowing for the violation of your most basic liberties and saying, yeah, you, you, your liberties are not absolute. So those different levels of scrutiny were imposed in, in the last century, but imposed to make sure that that courts were not just allowed to say, yeah, you have the freedom of speech, but not if the government says it's important for you to stay quiet. Right. That there's different levels yeah, of scrutiny. not laws that was never passed no. by any legislative body. So the strict scrutiny. It, well, yeah, I mean, it, we it say, it's, it's we backfired. Can, we, can say, we can say the same for Marbury versus Madison, but at some point we have to accept the system that we're that it's being built on itself, right? I mean, we we could say that the Supreme Court, as it exists now, never should have existed, but I, you can't say that it's a violation of Title Seven and then say that the courts are, are made up because if the court was to rule for Title Seven, they would say, yeah, you have you have the right, and they'd use these different standards of standards of scrutiny to uphold your argument, right? So we title can't have it both ways. We, we, title seven, Max, yeah. was passed by the legislature. It is a law. Yes. That's it different. Yeah. Supreme Court it is. Law. It is. But but you're you're asking eventually for a judge to rule that putting force a business forcing you to put a mask on is akin to removing the the ramp into the building for for handicapped people, right? I mean, at some point, it, they're going to need to use these different levels of scrutiny to identify whether or not it rises to that level, right? So I, I get what no, you're saying. Yeah, I believe there are absolute rights. So um, the, the law is clear. Yeah, I don't I don't no, even no. believe in you know, uh, yelling fire in the crowded theater. I have a right to yell fire in a crowded theater. You do. All right. I, when there's a fire. And I also will have the consequences. Yeah. No, even yeah. if there's no fire, I have that uh, the right to do that, and then I also well, deal with the consequences. Consequences, but you deal with the consequences. And this idea of hate speech and all of that—I don't believe any of that. Oh, no, I'm, no I'm not in that. No, hate crime, none of that. There's a yeah, crime, yeah. and there's not hate a crime. Yeah, hate speech isn't real. But if you were to if you were to engage in speech that would um, call for imminent violence, I mean that that is the, there are laws in the books for that. So free that's speech isn't truly absolute. That is a different crime. That's a different crime. Yes. But, it's, it, but your right to free speech isn't absolute. Uh, well, in my view, it is. Well, it, it may be. But There's then that crime. So, okay. So how does that, one... that crime exist? I'm, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying to understand it. Right. Because if you have the absolute right to freedom of speech, then there can be no crime ever associated with your free speech. Give right? me an example where there, where there is one. A, an actual crime, an imminent call to violence. What What is the code of law for that? I mean, if if you give me like half an hour, I can find it for you. We've covered it on the podcast before. No, I, don't, I don't believe. I don't believe there what, is. Was it Brand, Brandenburg v. Ohio? 
Right. You mean as far as the case that you can't actually have a call to violence? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, well, that's the case that they're, they're, they're that they looked at that whole issue. They, they tossed aside firing fire a crowded theater. Part of the problem with our country. Laws are only made by the legislative branch mm -hmm. of government, not by not by the courts. Yes, well, and, and well, Brandenburg v. Ohio was interpreting whether a law was constitutional or not. Yeah, those are interpretations. They're not laws. And you could have a different so who, court come up with a different interpretation. Yeah, you that. can, so, but so not after the Supreme Court does. Uh, yes, you, you can. Wait, hold on a second. There can be new cases coming forward. So there, there are a ton of new cases coming forward, and they have to be challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court. Yeah. I think that one of the issues that you face by standing up is that you are going to be subject to scrutiny, you are going to be subject to consequences, and that you just have to be willing to fight through those things. There's a certain amount of personal sacrifice that's necessary in order to go against this tyranny that we're facing today, right? And so by having the conversation about, you know, the things that we're telling people to do to stand up, they, they, there is a disclaimer that, listen— I believe that your First Amendment right is absolute. I also believe that, but I also won't yell in a movie theater because, frankly, I don't have to spend $10,000 or $20,000 for an attorney just to figure out that they're going to that you're, that you're have a, 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 a jury say you're guilty. And, by the way, here you go. You're going to get fined and you're going to go to jail. It, it doesn't mean that I don't believe it's absolute. But I think when you start looking at things like freedom of speech, Specifically, and since we go down that rabbit hole, we can talk about it. They've subverted freedom of speech now over the corporations, and corporations are, and by proxy, uh, that's true. Do, doing things to us to stop us from having a, our First Amendment right. They're stopping us from having, You're facing it right now with, with uh, PayPal. PayPal is coming in and saying, we're going to shut you down. We're going to take your money. You're going to wait 180 days. And by the way, just sue us because we're you know, a $300 billion company, and we will just squish you like an ant. Right? So that although it's right— We've got to figure out a way as people to stand up collectively together. And I do think that, you know, before you came on, we were talking about getting 50 million people together across the nation to walk in, pull up the moving trucks and evict these people uh, for not, you know, not representing the best interests of the people in our country. But, I, I, you know, there, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a disparity between being right and having them interpret it as right and or giving you the ability to... Um, to redress your grievance, because I don't believe that we're in a society today where freedom is truly free. I, I believe that, that we have a subversion of the Constitution, and it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are suffering. People on January 6th that walked into the Capitol, those people are political prisoners. They're, 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 that is an, an indication of what happens when you stand up and, and, and don't break a law. They still get to do whatever they want to you until they don't. Yes, we're definitely in an era of corporate fascism. Because the government knows that there's no authority to require a mask, a test, a right. vaccine, there is no authority, there never will be any authority. As I said, it doesn't matter the survival rate or any of that doesn't matter. What matters is that there's no authority to do so. They can no more require you to wear a mask than they can require you to snort cocaine, than they can require you to... Um, you know, let's have equity. So everybody has to be in a wheelchair now because it's not fair that some people are in wheelchairs and you're able-bodied. Is that what comes next? Everybody right. has to amputate leg and sit in a wheelchair. So you don't you actually, you don't actually think up. that a business telling you to wear a mask is akin to them handing you cocaine. You don't actually, right. I mean, I, I get it the- is assault. It is the most heinous of all because they are restricting your breathing. You can live without legs. You can't live without you your can, breath. And, I don't want to have to well, explain that to anybody, but um, well, it is assault. 
but they're not like actually restricting anything because you walk away. I mean, I mean, we've been a big proponents of voting with your wallet, right? Uh, the, you don't need to go into that restaurant. You don't need to go in that store. Vote with your wallet. Yes. How, how, are, need to go to court. how about a courthouse? And now you're found in contempt of court because the courtroom won't let you in. Yes, there are cases where they are having. That's an interesting uh, example. Yes, it is. It's an interesting example. Going into the DMV, there are many places that are violating the law. And yeah, you can turn around and walk away. I don't shop in places where they require it, but there are people that are trying to get medical care. And I have all these remedies available at the website, how you can educate these people. To me, education is number one. You've got to educate people on the laws that they're violating. You've got to hold these companies accountable. They do not have the right to violate you. It is assault. It is assault of your body because they are uh, requiring that as a condition of doing commerce. It violates so many laws. I think I have, I think I have 38 or 58 laws. By the way, people can get them at thehealthyamerican.org. We have done yeah. all the research for every state. The laws of discrimination are clear, and these are being violated, and they're being violated by the companies because the government knows that they cannot get away with it. So they're kicking the can down the road. They use the masks as a test case. They rub their hands in glee because everybody willingly enslaved themselves. And then they said, bring on the vaccine. We can do it earlier than planned because everybody gave in so easily. And uh, that's exactly what they're doing. So the mask, yeah, you can take it off. The test has will have side effects that you can never undo. Yeah. And of course, um, we can't even call it va a vaccine because that's not what it is. So it is so no- who stops them? My eye than, than a business requiring you to snort cocaine or to uh, strip naked before, and they can say, well, that's our business. That's our policy. We're a private business. That's our, don't do business with us if you don't well, want to get raped. We, uh, we, we, no. we talk about the slippery slope. We talk about the slippery slope all the time. And I think that, Max, you don't want to see it as a slippery slope. I do. And this is where Max and I disagree. Like, I've only worn a mask to get on an airplane, period. I've never worn a mask any other time other than to get on an airplane. Other than that, yeah. never worn a mask. I go into a, a, a yeah. bank to get my money, and they're like, put a mask on. And I look at them like, uh, here's my account number. And they're like, put a mask on. I'm not putting a mask on. Right? I'm not required yeah. to put a mask on. I'm not going to put a mask on. So I don't wear masks. I don't ever wear a mask. Yeah. I'm healthy. Why would I wear a mask? Right? I'm not my, 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 whole, my whole deal is, is I, I, I like where you're at, Peggy. I, I like it. The difficulty I have is that you are interpreting – Title Seven in a way that would require a court ultimately to rule in your favor, and that judge would be required to exercise powers given to the judiciary under Marbury versus Madison, right? Judicial review. Why you're asking required you're, to adjudicate it. it it's it, the, the, law the statute law you're referring to. The statute you're referring to does not mention wearing masks. You're asking for an interpretation of statute yes, it does. that does not no, mention. No, I, I beg to differ. It does. Your interpretation, but you're not the judge. I beg to differ. It's not an interpretation. I have studied this for over a so year and a half. So it says masks? The law is very clear. Yes, it does. It uses the word face covering. You see, ignorance is the biggest problem of our country. People so, don't but, bother to dig deeper. Let me explain. No, no, no. I think I know what you're talking about. Let her yes, finish, Max. Go ahead, Peggy. The EEOC, as I explained earlier, is the federal agency who has the authority to interpret and uphold the, uh, maybe interpret's not the, the right word, but to uh, uphold the Title VII non-discrimination in terms of your religious belief. Your religious belief 
this is the phrase by law, includes what you wear, including what you put on your face. The words are yeah, that, face. So I don't that, cover my face. that's for like a job. Max, for let her first. finish. Let her finish. My, my religious beliefs. I am not Muslim. I do not veil my face. And I, we have had hundreds and hundreds of success stories because the law is clear. So yes, it does talk about covering your face. It talks about face coverings in the context of a burqa, a hijab for a Muslim, in the context of a, of, oh. of a nun wearing a head covering. You're, you're yeah. asking, and it's a, it's a fair argument, but you're asking for a, a different interpretation than was actually written into law. When Congress voted on that, they did not imagine face masks. That statute was they, written to protect people. Max, that fa it is that my statute was written to protect belief. people who wear burqas, her jobs. It's your interpretation. So and, and ultimately, have protection. Christians no, don't Christians, yes, no, Christians oh, are protected under that same statute. Bible, the Bible says that I will stand be, it is 2 Corinthians 3.18. My husband is a pastor. I'm very familiar with the Bible Great. and with Christian worldview. Uh, it is 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, you will stand before the Lord with your face unveiled. If they want to persecute me for my religious beliefs, in fact, I am suing the Orange County Board of Supervisors for religious mm -hmm. persecution. I'm suing my county of Aliso Vale, and I will be victorious because the law is clear. Did you know, Max, you're going to love this in the state of you California? You might be victorious, but you'll be victorious if a judge interprets it. You're asking for a judge to interpret it. 12926Q uses the word face covering. California government code 12926Q says my religious belief but includes whether or not I wear a face covering. Yes. So only Muslims are protected. Hey Max, no. you, Max, you, you don't know, have to always be right about everything. You don't have to be smug like this either. You, don't. you might in win. Case, you might win. Says, and I think it's a strong yeah, case. The, uh -huh. But ultimately, case, you, want a, you want a judge to agree with you covering their faces in the Sikh faith. There is a text in the in the sacred text of the Sikh faith where women are strictly prohibited from covering their face. They are supposed to cover their hair and not cover their face. So the Sikh faith, the Muslim faith, and the Christian faith, and even the Jewish faith all have the same um, protections under the law. So I'm it's protected by Title Seven. It's, it's an interesting argument. The problem is you're still asking a judge to rule that way. You're asking a judge no, to I'm rule not. that way. I, a judge does not need to so, rule. The, the law is clear and the EEOC has dozens uh -huh. and dozens of cases and examples, and they will give the guidance to these uh, employers. The employer himself can won't. see that there's no hardship. But they won't because the, well, that, that agency is under Biden. The thousands of people we've helped, Max. Are they all wrong? All those that have no, I mean, religious and I, I, I agree with, I, I think it's a great argument, right? But if we're gonna do this, well, we have to do this argument, in a way that- So you're using the word argument instead of the word fact. There are 24 an hours in a day. What, what is the argument? An argument means there's the, a dispute. The, Where's the dispute. The argument, the argument is that when Congress wrote that statute, the face coverings, which was meant for religious coverings, somehow in, in that moment, they had in their mind medical masks, right? Th that's the argument. It's, it's a decent argument, right? But it is who's not- saying, They had in their mind medical mask. I never said that. I said, I don't veil my face as a Christian. I don't put anything on my face. No mask, you're no pointing shield. To a statute. A medical mask. You're pointing to a statute and you say, this statute vindicates me. It might, 
it 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 well might but you have to go have to, a judge has to agree with you and the principles by which no, you would get to agree with you okay so you, you want someone to agree with you but have no precedent to help anyone else you want everyone to have to fight the same battle no that's the whole reason there's precedent that's why there's marbury versus madison already has many many examples of this max since you like all the case law there's plenty of case law from the eeoc about religious garb and the employers you, have you to can't think. you can't so i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with peggy you cannot have one law that applies to muslims and say it doesn't apply to christians even if it's to remove it's those not... face coverings and, and max you, you 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 sit out of one side of your mouth and talk about the fact that I'm yeah it's a good argument it. You know, you're not. You're trying to argue about the fact that you don't agree with it. And if you don't agree with it, that's fine. And I think what Peggy's saying is you have to be willing to stand up. You have to be willing to fight against it. Right. And yeah, we all know that we have to go in front of a judge and there's a high probability or a probability that that judge is not a judge. It's an activist who's going to dis, dis, disavow the law anyway. It's true. That could happen. But what we're talking about here is something completely different. It's standing up and applying those laws equally to everyone in our society. Yet they didn't walk in California to any Muslim uh, uh, place of worship and shut them down. But they did it to Christian, Christian churches. They did not do it to the Muslim mosques. They didn't walk into any of those. There's not one mosque in the entire United States that was forced to shut down. And nobody dared walk in there and say, oh, you cannot, you cannot have service. But they did it to Christian churches. They put pastors in prison. And they did things to persecute the Christian church. So this is an unequal application of the law. And this is where I get back to again. I'll say it again. I get back to the fact that when there's unequal application of the law, we live in a lawless society. Excuse me, a lawless society. That's all she's saying is we're going to stand up and we're going to fight. And you might actually get a, a, a judge to do something stupid and, and, and just interprets the law any way they want. But they interpret the law any way they want anyway. That doesn't give up the fact that you fight. That doesn't give up the fact that it states very clearly face coverings. Very clearly. And you could say that it only applied to Muslims. No, you don't get I, I to do that. that. You I don't get to that. do that. You don't get to take something and only apply it to one group of people and not another. That is unequal yeah. application of law. And at, at the point that it does that, that means we live in a lawless society. We do not live in a free country and the Constitution does not apply. Right. So yeah. I listen to you, but you're, you're not listening. You're not hearing with your ears. You're, you're well, trying to. I'm, I'm trying to understand the end game. Because if the end game is we go before a judge and the judge does what we want and we go and say, wow, we're vindicated, it's, it's unconstitutional. Great. Look, the legal system worked. The judge doesn't do what we want and rules the other way. Oh, that judge, that judge isn't following the law. Oh, that judge, that's, that's not a law. That's an interpretation, right? We, we, ha we have to accept it one way or the other. And then you change the law. You change the Constitution, right? If we're just going to go at it and be like, well, when we win, that's the way it should be. And when we lose, it's all always rigged against us. Sometimes you people lose, right? No, that's not I mean, the way it is in our society to today, Max. I mean, that, that's a utopian dream. That's not understanding yeah. what really happens in our society. That, that, that is not what happens. I mean, I'm facing an activist judge right now in the case with Coomer. And you could sit here and yeah. tell me that that judge is – that I'm just spoiled – sport and but i have evidence to prove that she's nothing but an activist right so, so you can't just apply things like you did yesterday and say oh that there might be a way there might there might be just i have to give them the benefit of the doubt until i do my research the, the reality is we live in a world where there's no accountability there's the entire judiciary system judicial system is compromised there is no checks and balance so you have to continue to fight through that process. It doesn't mean you give up fighting just because you might not win or just because you, you think that, uh, well, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth it.
It is worth it. Every one of these fights is worth it. And I'm dead in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. Right? So, so hearing what you're doing, Peggy, I, my hat's off to you. My hat's off to you, the fact that you stand with courage every single day. And you don't, you don't, you don't, ver- you don't, you don't veer off. You don't, hey, today I'm going to be softer than I was yesterday. Uh, maybe I'll let this go. You don't let anything go. And, I, and we have to get to that place where we don't let anything go. Nothing is off the table, and we have to be willing to fight all the way to the end. And what consequence or what, what sacrifices are we willing to make? All of them. You know, someone asked me the other day, Joe, what sacrifices are you, what are you willing to give up? And I said, everything, everything. Jesus walked up a hill for two miles to his certain death. He could have turned around and he could have wiped it all out and reset history. He could have changed the the book, the great book, but he didn't. He walked all the way up there to give us eternal life. And if, 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 if the sacrifice that I give up is my car, right, my house, all the money I have, uh, you know, if the sacrifice is my own life, it's worth it. It's worth it. We're only here for 70, 80 years anyway, right? Nobody, nobody's promised tomorrow. We have relied, yeah. and Max, this is for you. We have relied on 18 to 25-year-olds running onto a beach. Over 60% of them died. Running onto a beach, the 60% of the people that died were in between 18 and 25. Running onto a beach in Normandy for freedom. They ran onto a beach for freedom, never to be a father, never to see their kids again, never to get married, some of them barely out of high school and they fought for something just fundamental to us as a country that's in the ethos it's in it's ingrained in every american spirit and yet we let foreigners we let people on the outside come in and dictate who we are here in this country we let them reinterpret laws and do whatever they want and throw this propaganda at us and say this is the new concrete this is the new sidewalk and i and and i gotta tell you peggy the fact that you stand up and you continually over and over again say that's not the sidewalk that's not, so, that's not the Constitution. That's not, what, that's not what it says in Title VII. It doesn't say that. This is what it says. And the judge goes, oh, and they skip around it. And they go all the way around it, and they interpret the law for what the law does not state, and then you end up fighting for it, but you have to fight for it because it's worth it. And if we don't fight for it, future generations will have nothing. They'll have nothing. Boy, got on the tyrant there. All right, I'm back. <laughs> well, I agree with you there, Joe. Yeah. Um, there is nothing more important because if you don't have freedom, yeah. there, there is nothing more important. Why, why do people want to live as a slave? Why do they want the government to tell them what to do? I guess they're lazy and ignorant. I think ignorance is huge. Oh. They don't want to know and they just like leave me alone and, um, you know, what's on Netflix tonight? You know, that's just not who I am. So, yeah. well, um, and, and I'm my- doing this work. For I, you know what, Max, I'm fighting for you, so you won't be enslaved yeah, yeah. either. Yeah, and the, and there's nothing you can do about it. She's going to continue to fight for you. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I I have to tell you that uh, I'm incredibly honored that you came onto the podcast. I, I want to give you the final word on um, uh, on what message you want to leave with everyone. Obviously, I put the links in the in the comments. Uh, but if you could tell everyone where to go for the audio version, uh, we'll have tens of thousands of people that will listen to this podcast over the next couple of days. And I really want them to uh, be able to contact you and be able to, uh, you know, participate and help you if they, if, if, uh, if they can and if they're willing to. The number one thing I want to leave everybody with is dig deeper. Stop, stop reading the headlines. 
I can't tell you the number of people who sent me emails saying, look what the DOJ said. Look what the EEOC said. It's like, do you guys get that they don't make law? Why are you, why do you even care? Why don't you dig deeper? And when it says, oh, the EEOC says that employers can mandate the vaccine. Well, the very next paragraph says, and they have to allow for exemptions. Nobody reads that. So please dig deeper. Learn to educate yourself and to not accept the face value. Read from a wide variety of sources. And for every hour that you spend in the spin cycle of despair and dread and the sky is falling, spend two hours creating, building, doing something better. Like, I, I'm not going to go to a board meeting, a school board meeting, and try to fight with the school board to tell them not to put masks on the kids. I'm going to create a new way of learning. It's called Freedom Learning. It's at the website. You learn how to take your kids out, even if you're working, even if you're single, even if you're divorced and your spouse wants your kids in school, I ha even if you have special needs, all different ages, even if your kids want to be in school, I have a remedy for everything. There's no obstacle that can't be overcome. So instead of fighting, you want to create, you want to build. Evil is a destructive force. Evil cannot create. God created humanity to create, to continue his creation. So hop on board with me at thehealthyamerican.org. We are creating new ways of living. People are creating their own grocery stores. People are creating their own airlines. We do not have to participate in this society of oppression any longer. I'm certainly not going to do so. So hop on board and I'll show you exactly how to do that. Thank you, Peggy. Um, I really appreciate it. Greg will reach out to you so we can help you make sure that you can get past PayPal and we will do everything we can to support you. God bless you. God bless your husband and his uh, fight as a pastor and the things that he's doing to lead people uh, to the Lord. And um, yeah, and uh, we'll be in touch and we'll hopefully we'll have you on the show again. Um, and we won't talk about things that make Max uh, controversial. All right. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate Thank it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you, Peggy. Peggy Hall, um, for those of you that don't know, she is a fearless fighter and she is fighting for, to make sure that you understand that you do have rights. And we talk about rights all the time and people say, what can I do? You can fight against it. What she's basically saying is become the person that fights against it, fight against it. You know, it's not right. You know, it's tyrannical. So why do we put up with it? Same thing when it goes to election law, same thing it comes to you know, how they treat us in our society. Same thing goes to when they talk about the freedom of of speech and the fact that they're using proxies, big, big companies to silence us and to bully us because that's what they're doing. Um, and so we, we have to have a voice. We have to be willing to fight up against it. We have to be willing to stand together against it. So with that said, Max, we have the 1776 Ranch deal that is done. All right. And so I'd like to take a couple minutes and, and, uh, And uh, go through it if I can. If everyone well, sure. I'm just me. gonna I'm just gonna real quickly just just button up that I, I like the work she's doing. I think I think it's valuable to push the envelope and and to push and to fight back against things. I just want to fight in a way that is <clears throat> that is winnable. And and I, I I'm not exactly sold on some of the arguments. I'm not. I mean, if you were a devout Christian. And you could show that your entire life you've never put anything on your face, anything on your head. 
and that's how you lived your life, then yeah, you could you could win that argument. Just like just like um, Quakers won the argument against uh, being drafted, right? You could win the argument if you could prove a true religious devotion. But if at any point you ever took a picture with, with a scarf wrapped around your neck to protect yourself from the cold, if you ever went skiing and you put one of those little masks on your face, right? If you ever did any of that, the argument falls apart. So it's an interesting argument. It really is. But it, it, it needs a little bit more than just, oh, anyone who's a Christian, you can just not wear a mask indoors because Title Seven protects you. It's not exactly... It's not exactly that simple. Yeah, but I think I think that you're looking at it differently than 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 I think. I, th- I think you're looking at it with beer goggles. And the reason why I say that is because when you challenge someone, when you challenge someone on the on the podcast, and you're like, you're basically saying that, hey, look, I'm I want to get into in a, a dispute with you over what what it is we're actually what you can actually accomplish, then you're diminishing the fact that the sacrifice you're willing to make is not worth it because maybe you have a 95% chance of losing and there's a 5% chance of, of gaining. Many people have been lost that ran up a hill fighting for something. They were lost first and other people were able to overcome those people doing bad things, those activist judges. And so it takes many, many, many straws in order to break the camel's back. And we have to be willing to do that collectively. Now, it always works better when we run up the hill all at the same time. Right? People still are lost. Sacrifice is still made. But it's, it's still worth it. And we have to measure out it and not say that, hey, it's not, the sacrifice is not worth it. It is absolutely worth it to fundamentally protect all of our rights as Americans. And to say otherwise is just, I think, it flies in the face of, of, of reality. Right, in my in my in my account. All right, I fly in the face of reality. Let's get some updates on the ranch before we before we end the break. All right. The show. Um, so we have a we have two places. So let's just kind of go to this. And Max, I'm gonna I sent it to you so you can actually show it to people. Um, I sent it to you in. I sent it to Josh. Josh, I sent it to you so you can share it. See it? All right. Can you sh- can you share that? Put that that link up, guys. I know I'm taking a little bit on this, but uh, the the um, where did you send it to me? Josh just sent it to you. You want to share a screen, or you want to just share your screen, Josh? There we go. So so this right here will show Conservative Daily. The uh, organization underneath it will be 1776 Patriot Ranch. Uh, we did go ahead and, and uh, set up that organization as well. But getting all of the credit card process and everything else done, we will run it through CD Solutions, and then we will, you'll have to sign paperwork as well. Uh, that site is 1776patriotranch.com. That's 1776patriotranch.com. Go back to that page and hit the uh, get a unit. Just to describe to you what a unit is, a unit is a unit. So it's a unit of, there would be 1,126 equivalent units. You can buy up to four units because that's the the most you can do to stay underneath the the limit where um, I don't have to do a bunch of financial uh, due diligence on you individually. Um, If you can't afford it, please don't, don't do it. I mean, there's other ways you can support us. We'll talk about that as well. And the, uh, a way that you can actually support it, we did set up a, a, what is it? What is it called again, Josh? Give, give, send, go. Give, send, go. We set up a give, send, go account. Um, look, this is a crazy idea. 
I mean, it is crazy. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just telling you right now. Josh, is this not crazy? Max, is it not crazy? It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, for the conservative daily, maybe not so much, but for everybody else, yeah. But I mean, I've done crazy things for a long time. I, I have done an Granted. amazing, I mean, I built my company on, with crazy. Like I, when you were like, hey, I'm just going to build a company out of nowhere on a cocktail napkin with some yeah. peeps. Yeah, so um, I, I think that you'll find that, uh, I think that you'll find that this is going to be a great, a great deal. Max, I know that you're going to head down there. Are you going to head down there? I think Lawman wants to go down there with you. He's one step Yeah, as long, as long as we can get it in before the end of next week, I can do it. But I'm going to be traveling second week of, of August. If we can get it in next week sometime, I can go, yeah. All right. Um, so if we actually get you to uh, there, and I'm, I'm actually stalling while I walk through and make sure this is all set up. So the Give, Send, Go is pending review. Review your details. It is done. So the Give, Send, Go is also going to be put up there. I'll put it up on, on all there as a deal. It is a 1776 Patriot Ranch is where you can find it. Um, the... The links for the page that we just had is 1776 Ranch, uh, or excuse me, 1776PatriotRanch.com. You can go there. Uh, the paperwork will follow. I'm going to say it right now on this, is that if you decide that you want out of this, you're welcome to get out of it. Um, we, we will send over uh, paperwork to everyone. We are going to do it as a for-profit, not a non-profit. Uh, it is, look, it is a crazy idea. It was crazy when I got involved in tech nearly 10 years ago. That was nuts too. But it turned out to be one of the best things we've ever done. This is a catalyst for other things to come. We can stand together. I mean, there, there is power in numbers for us to be able to come out and say, look, we're going to buy that ranch. And it might not be the only ranch we buy. We might buy the one next to it, the one over the other side. We may buy, you know, one that's 3,200 acres that's down in Del Rio. We, you know, there's, there's no limit to it, right? And uh, we're all, you know, we're probably going to have a patri Patriot rally there. I know we have about 390 people or so that have um, sent out emails and texts and everything else wanting to get involved in it, but I think it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a fun, a fun ordeal. Can you do a contractless, touchless curbside delivery? I don't know what people are <laughs> saying here. <laughs> oh, okay, different, different comment. If you have any comments, you can put it in there. Um, it, it is on a charge card, but we will put up a, a ACH as well. I'm just trying to get it done as much as possible. We signed a contract today. Um, I will throw down a down payment on it, and I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Should be fun. Well, yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll be emailing that out. We'll be including that in all the links on the podcast. Um, what's the what's the URL oh, the, for people Dominion, to get to work right Dominion now? Did Dominion show up to the subpoenaed for the Arizona audit? They show that's, up. Is that the, uh, the second? That's the second, second? of August. Okay, so ne next yeah. week. Yeah. Yes, that is the second of August. Again, say the URL one more time for people. So the 3% processing fee is uh, if you do it on credit card. There, we'll put another way up for ACH. It won't cost anything. If you just do the math at 1100 at 3%, which is the credit card fee you'll pay, we'll, we'll come up about 3% short on being able to buy the ranch. So, um, yeah. yeah, so it's actually 1849 or something. All right. Okay. All right, that, sweet. Well, that's going to be it for this, this edition of the podcast. If you have more questions, you can go ahead and email them in at info at conservative-daily.com. And, uh, and yeah, stay tuned. We'll have more developments on that. And sometime next week, uh, we'll get we'll get with the guys at the ranch and uh, we'll get with Lawman and see when he can fly in because he has to get airline tickets into San Antonio. 
I'll pick him up in my Jeep and we'll go on down to the border. So that should be a fun time. Just got to figure the logistics out. And you're going to go of, live. Uh, you, we got to make sure I can go live because it, it is the border. <laughs> it's not, not exactly 5G service down there. Yeah, I was going to say cell phones down there are going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll have to, it's going to take a little bit to make it all work, but we can definitely do it. I mean, if, if they can do it on CNN. We can do it, too. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you go to the links in our description. Make sure you subscribe to the email edition, of the, uh, the audio edition. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. You need to do that. That's how we prove the numbers to our advertisers. So please do that if you haven't already. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together.